0: Hello and welcome. I'm Glenn Zurka supporting Yoji with Investor Relations. We're here today to discuss the very significant announcement that Yoji has made with regard to signing of a new enterprise client expansion. Ed, welcome to the call.
1: Hi, Glenn. Yeah, thanks for setting this up. It's a really exciting day for us. Um, you know, It's a continued and, and rapid growth that we're seeing. So really excited to, to be here and share an update with uh, everyone interested.
0: Well, great. Well, let's jump into some detail about the significance of this contract. You talk about 18 countries expansion. How did that come about?
1: Yeah, look, the key for us, and we say this a lot, is we really focus on our uh, customer feedback and our, we want to make sure our customers love our products. That's the number one way to expand, especially in you know the, the next generations of technologies where people are really finding efficiencies, it's making their day better, it's potentially even making their life better. That, you know, we've seen examples of people no longer have to work overnight and these types of things. So we focus on providing solutions that our customers really love. Um, and what we're seeing, um, you know, in this fairly major announcement and uh, a number of major announcements over the last six months and even 12 months is just that continuation of customers really enjoying our product.
0: Well, great. So we started off, if we look back um, in May of last year with this enterprise customer operating in Asia, um, and that was um, with a country deployment in the Philippines that um, I think we all recall went very, very fast. So within roughly a month, we went live. Um, So that's led now to 18 more countries.
1: Yeah, look, it's been a a really interesting journey. what we find is the first deployment is the hardest because our customer is learning our system they're learning how to put processes around it and potentially they haven't done this type of deployment in a very long time or not at all Um, so we find that our customers in the first deployment learn a lot Um, and what we're seeing with this particular customer is that they've put a really strong team around it a project team who are doing a great job of being prepared for the next phase of growth and that big investment in project teams um, is super important, but it also shows that our customers really believe in us and are really building an artillery to take us across the world. So that's really exciting too.
0: Interesting. So when you talk about a customer putting a team around it, talk us through the rollout strategy here. Um, is it human resource intensive, people intensive? Is it capital intensive? Um, is it going to be a similar um, method to uh, the Philippines?
1: Look, I think it's um, much more light on than people are expecting in terms of people on our side. We've got a, a good process in place and we've got a very lean, but um, as much as we need in, in customer success, we don't certainly don't sacrifice anything or risk anything there, but we don't need huge amounts of people to make this successful because of the strength of the project teams on the other side who essentially now run the deployment um and that's the that's the really the key thing we've got once our customers get these teams in place that's when we know that embedded growth picture is going to be um you know a really a much clearer and a much more um high high priority for them and high chance for us so all of the pieces of the puzzle are, are coming to, together really well and we're you know really getting comfortable about what we've been speaking about in terms of the 126 Uh, embedded growth hubs that we see over the next three years. And I think what people have seen over the last six months is just how quickly that's moving. Um, we're we're flying through um, all of our customers and they're wanting more and more of our product.
0: Well, great. So when we speak about this embedded hubs strategy that uh, was announced, I think in the last quarterly report, uh, can we assume that there'll be 18 more hubs or how does that sort of tally up in your mind?
1: Yeah, and I think it'll be, um, there's a much um, greater opportunity than 18 hubs out of this agreement. When we're talking countries are not hubs. Um, So, for example, there may be, you know, when you're looking at contract logistics and e commerce, there may be specific warehouses or specific projects that are looking after a specific customer. And you've, so we've demonstrated that already in the Philippines with this customer where one of their customers is a big project in itself and is um, discreetly managed against the rest of the business. And that happens a lot. So there's nothing saying that this, um, the scope of this agreement can't cover, you know, 20, 30, 40 hubs over the next three three years and five years. So there's lots of growth and opportunity in there because of the size of the customer, the size of the business that they're operating in, the growth of the business and the growth of the region. Um, so that we're, we're in the right place at the right time for a really strong um, you know, one year, three years, five years. So that's the really exciting thing with what we're doing with these really strong and um, ambitious customers.
0: Well, that's interesting because expansion really does seem to be present in this customer we announced only last week um, an expansion within um, the first country to kick off, which was the Philippines, so um, I guess when you say more than one hub per country or activity levels can expand that that really is showing or demonstrating that as Philippines um, being an example there.
1: yeah uh, I mean contract logistics and e commerce. are the fastest growing segments in logistics contract logistics would include things like um, medical supply chains um, and and, uh, industrial. so those are really growing rapidly and there's a lot more pressure put on those supply chains obviously the the covid vaccination is a really good example of something that had to be stood up as a project and delivered really quickly so these types of things and these big customers um are growing and they're looking better looking more and more at providing really solid customer defined experiences as opposed to the typical um, you know generic supply chains used by people like Australia Post or um, one of these type of groups where you just throw into a big network and there's sort of one service type or two service types.
0: Right and so how how would you be making money from, a, from an agreement like this um, when we look at sort of the the legs concept that um, Yogi's talked about before—one leg or multiple legs.
1: Yeah, look, we we do things like uh, a subscription fee, um, which we charge—it's a fixed fee per month. Then we have a usage-based fee, which is what we call our transaction fee. So the amount of deliveries they do in a month all get billed, um, and you know that that's the big big growth portion. Things like integrations and other things we do monetize, but. Yeah, it's that subscription uh, and transaction fee that forms the the major part of these um, relationships and that's all good because it's based on the value that the customer receives from the product so it's all value based pricing and it makes it really easy to fit in and budget for within their business.
0: Great. And you touched earlier on the sorts of things you're doing for the client, but what do you think really won you the, the ability to expand now to 18 countries or additional 18 countries, which is you know, way more than what Yogi has reported in the past um, across um, its existing enterprise customer base?
1: Yeah, I get back to customer experience. That's our big focus. I mean, we have reported things like um, 89%. Um, delivery efficiency gains with our customers and other efficiency metrics. And these are really fantastic financially and fantastic for efficiency. But they're additional potential indicators that the customer loves the product. And we focus on our customers really liking the product. And that's the key focus of our customer success team. They're continually engaged. We have regular touch points to make sure our customers are really loving it. Um, You know, we want 10 out of 10 scores from our customers, because that means they're going to the regional meetings, they're going to the global meetings, and they're talking about what they're using, because they're they're proud of it, they're enjoying it. It's very natural when you're getting great experiences to want to share them. So that's really the key for us. Um, And really, it's the people within our within our customer base that are growing these projects. It's not we're not actively pushing we're actively making sure that our customers love the product because we know that they're the ones that are going to take it faster through the business and that's what we're seeing now.
0: Thanks we often get asked enterprise uh, customers or enterprise agreements can you define that for us once again?
1: Yeah enterprises are the larger businesses so we're looking at the top tier of global logistics companies and we try and um, clarify that against our kind of SME customer base so that people can get a sense of the size of our bigger customers. Our, our top three customers currently do a combined $100 billion in revenue so they're a much different league to some of the other types of customers that you'll you know the, the, the domestic businesses and other types of things so it helps classify the types of customers we're working with.
0: Great, now Yodis typically named um, for the first time an enterprise customer when the initial framework agreement is put in place and that's resulted in ASX announcement. Can you tell us a little bit more about framework agreements and how this particular expansion operates under it and where um, investors or shareholders can find more information?
1: Yeah, look, we do a master services agreement with our customers and that sets the framework for the entire engagement. Um, that's typically what we'll go out and announce. We'll, we'll share what the customer is. We'll set all of the material um, indicators of the, um, of that customer and the agreement so that um, we take the onus off the ongoing reporting to our multinational clients so they can work discreetly and really grow their IP and build competitive advantage. Um, and so we link all of that together and, and in that way, we can then continue to provide updates on Yoji's performance and Yo- Yoji's activity without um, jeopardising the IP of our customer base. So you can all of our announcements link back to the initial, um, you know, key agreement or master services agreement, where all of the information can be found.
0: Okay. Well, look, um, that's been a good uh, level of additional colour for everyone. Um, ending up, I think. Everyone wants to know, what's the future look like? Um, You've got the 126 hubs strategy defined. um, That's embedded hubs with your existing enterprise customers. Where do you think things will move over the coming months?
1: Look, I don't see any um, big changes in the type of news flow. Um, You know, we're not even touching the edges of the potential of our big customer base and potential new customers coming on board. So there's going to be a lot of activity um, you know, expansion activity, acquisition activity. Um, and we're really excited about that. Our product's standing up well. The team is really um, working hard. And we're really excited about what this business looks like in in three years and five years and 10 years, because we're laying some really incredible foundations based off really happy customers at this point. Um, and I guess the proof of that has been in the last six months series of announcements and our customers taking more and more of our products so i'm sure we'll see more of that in the near future
0: sounds great well look ed thank you very much for uh, providing that color as mentioned and i look forward to speaking again
1: thanks glenn